This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time for THN Cover to Cover Live. We do it on Facebook every week from 11.30 to 12.30 Central Standard Time. Mr. Toots likes to come and drink a beer. I'm drinking cold brew coffee because my morning is still getting started. Here's how it works. <laughs> you call us at 402-819-4894. This is your live nerd talk show. Think of it like sports talk, but for nerds. Okay, so that means anything goes. We mainly do comics on the other show here. We do TV, we do games, video games. We don't talk about LARPing because LARPing is stupid. But just about anything else goes, right? I got my man, Wooly Toots, sitting across from me. Good morning, everybody. Good we got, morning. We got Joe Patrick on the, uh, the Sky phone. I believe he's reaching us from the, from the satellite this morning, right, Joe? He's on the. Yes, greetings from space. He's on watch duty. <clears throat> Let's get right into it before we can get started here. The space ziggurat. We need to get reset our question of the week. All right. Well, I'm not going to go into the whole dang explanation. But basically, this question of the week came from my obsession over what Ant-Man does with his poop (laughs) in that giant building that they shrink down and cart around. That's disgusting. Mm. You're disgusting. So uh, Kevin Coffey and some others helped workshop it, and Kevin suggested this question. What is your favorite super-powered solution for, uh, for a mundane task or problem? Okay. He better call in then. Uh, my, example, my example was like Spider-Man using his webbing to make a backpack to carry his street clothes. Sure. I get that. Yeah. Well, the phone lines are open, kids. 402-819-4894. We do have some voicemails to get to here. I think maybe we will start with that. While we uh, listen to some stuff. But I want to talk about Comic-Con. I want to talk about all the announcements. I want to talk about all the trailers we saw. We've got Aquaman. We've got that ridiculous Titans trailer. We've got, pardon me. (laughs) Woo! Godzilla. New new Godzilla. And Shazam, most notably. Mm -hmm. Most notably Shazam. Already got a call coming in here, so there's no time to get these voicemails. We've got two coming in. Someone's getting beat. (gasps) Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey, good morning, nerds. It's Kyle Fox. Kyle Fox. Kyle Fox. Good morning to good you, sir. Good morning, Kyle. What do you want to rap about today? Um, I was calling to rap about a panel that I went to at Comic-Con last week. Okay. I've just really been thinking about this whole time. Um, so the panel was called Wonder Woman in the 1940s. Okay. And uh, it was kind of a throwback. It was really, really interesting. So uh, the creator of Wonder Woman that we know is like Bill Marston. Right. And... What we really didn't know is he had an assistant. So back in the 40s, when he he got polio, he got sick. And when he had got polio, um, one of his assistants named uh, Joy Merston, uh, she took over writing for Wonder Woman. I've heard about she this. never got credit for it. Yes, I've heard about this. And so, yeah, so she started writing for Wonder Woman. Uh, she submitted the scripts. It went in under his name. And... Uh, and so he got all the credit for it, and she was just this 19-year-old assistant that essentially helped create 
this iconic character that we know and love today. Uh, well, she came to Comic-Con. She's still alive. She's oh. like 94, 95 years old. Oh my Holy God. smokes. Does uh, she even remember writing it? <laughs> she, uh, she, was, she was really with it. It was her first comic convention ever. Really? Um, really. That's and amazing. She was just overwhelmed with the whole thing. She got very emotional at times, and this whole panel was just a couple of people interviewing her about how Wonder Woman got started, her relationship um, with Bill Marston, and that whole dynamic. And I, apparently, the editors really wanted her to continue to write Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but she got married and uh, the person that she got married to was a widower and he had a daughter that was like four or five. And so she felt this obligation to you know, be a mother and stay at home. Oh, and, give you know, me a break. We think of like <laughs> 1940s, 1950s. And, and so she, she, she said, I'm going to finish these scripts that I started and then, and then you have to find somebody new. Okay. And so she essentially left that whole world behind and went on with her life and nobody really knew about her. She didn't really tell anybody. And it was just great to see her get this credit that she was due. I recall hearing um, about this. There was uh, Terry Gross interviewed a guy that wrote a book about Bill Marston and the origins of Wonder mm-hmm. Woman and stuff like that. And she was in this book, definitely. And Bill Marston was kind of a kinky dude. He was sort of into S&M and stuff and like... Wonder Woman having a lasso would tie the boys up with it and everything. And that was sort of his thing. And his Wonder Woman in his mind was also this like bisexual person or pansexual woman that like didn't go by any of man's rules and stuff like that and was kind of kinky. And when his assistant came in, she sort of brought it a little more superhero and DC was like, okay, that's where we want to be. So like the Wonder Woman that we, as we know it, absolutely was her. Joy was her name. Is that what you said? Yeah, Joy Merchton, yeah. Yes. Merchton, yeah. That's amazing. And if I had half a brain, I'd be able to summon the name of that book, and you should check it out because it's supposed to be amazing. I have not yet read it. They made that movie. And and I uh, think that movie's on. Last year. It's on Hulu right now, I think. Right. It's on Hulu or Prime or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, I have not watched that either. I would like to, though. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Kyle, bringing real history to the ziggurat. Wow. Jeez, man. Yeah, it was great. I've, I've just been thinking about it all weekend. Such a great experience it was for her. They flew her and her husband out. They're both in the 90s, you know. And, uh, right. and you know, she was in this room. They, they were doing, like, the quick draw or whatever. And the guy that was uh, hosting it had her come up and stand up in this whole room full of, like, 2,500 people. Gave her a standing ovation. And then later, and she That's got so like, cool. teary and emotional. It was, it was really cool. That is so cool. Um, I thought at first, Kyle, you were going to say that her husband said, my woman ain't going to write no comic book. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that it was her choice. Yeah. She's to, like, look, to I got to be back, a mom. You know, I mean? like you, know. you know what I mean? Yeah. Kyle, that is an amazing story. Thank you very much for sharing with us. I'm jealous that you got to be there. Did you get to meet her? Uh, no, they kind of had, because she's so old and, and, right. uh, and kind of frail, they had a little bit of uh, tight rain about her, around her. You know, Fair but, enough. I uh, get that. Was, there was a guy that was sitting behind me that Peter uh, recorded the whole interview. And uh, so I'm just waiting for it to pop up on YouTube. Uh, and then I'll, I'll post it in the group. But it was, it was just really fascinating to, to have her talk about all that experience. Please do post that. I would like to see that. That sounds very cool. Yeah. All right, man. I'm going to open these phone lines for all some right, more nice. people to call in, but it was good to talk to you, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. That was great. Have a good one. Have a good one, buddy.
Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I, I need to see that movie, too. Because, like, dude... Yeah, I really want to watch Bill it. Marsden was a perv. <laughs> but I, from what I understand, they took a lot of liberties with the yeah. to make that movie, so... Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was not a documentary or anything. No, 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 no. It was no, definitely, no, no. like, a dramatized... It was like a beautiful mind, but they cut out where they cut out all the gay stuff. <laughs> Which they did. They totally did. Oh, call coming in. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who dis? JD got a catch. JD. JD catch. Okay, I don't know if you heard or not, but Kyle Fox just hit us with some heavy, heavy, like awesome Wonder Woman history. So we need to dumb things down. So if you could, like, I don't know, talk about farts or something, that would be great. <laughs> All right. What well, do you got about uh, what do you got about farts, JD? <laughs> I I had a couple things, and, and so I'll start off with one that I think Joe's familiar with. Okay. Uh, there was a, a bit of a a bit of a discussion on the uh, on the fan page uh, about uh, the Magic Order issue two. Okay. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I was just you know. I, I have no problem with anybody's opinion, and that's cool. You know, it, it's just I'm just shocked at the. I guess I'm shocked at the shock or outrage or whatever it is about Miller being Miller. in what, in my opinion, <laughs> is Miller. <laughs> okay, right. so it, what in particular? Because I read did you it. see it? I read the book, the, but the, the opening, the opening. The, yeah, the, the opening, opening panel, panel where she says, you know, I've been an escapologist all my life. Mm-hmm. Probably it probably started when I escaped my own abortion. Okay. And that made a bunch yeah, of people kind of, like that, that bunch of people exactly were, got my response. Was like, a okay, bunch of people shut the book after on. that. Why? Did they think he was making know. like a pro life statement or something? No, 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 no. I think no. people are just fed up with it, I guess. Well, that's kind of no, that's kind of the Brian, feeling I got. Brian Domingos posted it. And he was annoyed by it. I don't think he was like offended by it. Okay. Yeah. I think he was just annoyed at Miller, like, and his like very unsubtle ways. You know. Yeah. Sure. His his very unsubtle ways, like saying the most outrageous thing, like in in Nemesis, where he's like, "I drugged your I drugged your retarded son and made him have sex with his own sister, and now (laughs) he's pregnant "Ah!" with his baby, and I planted a bomb in her womb." I guess my point about it is, is, you know, okay. So he, he's annoyed because Miller was unsubtle. Uh, well, in other news, water's wet. Yeah. I, well, I will agree. Miller has never been anything <laughs> but a sledgehammer. Um, I thought, yeah. it, okay. I did think the line but was he like, is okay, a good writer. He, he is a good writer. When yeah. he reigns himself in. I do. Yeah. I did think and the line was a little, like, I rolled my eyes like, okay, I get it. You're the toughest girl in the world. <laughs> but she was also I, I like, think it been, she was filthy mouthed in the first one. annoyed too. with it if it had just been a line. But the fact that he actually takes it a step further and she was not being figurative. <laughs> I mean, you know, explain because these guys kind don't of know what you're talking about. thing that happened yeah. that, that, you know, that, that, you know, and I think it illustrates that this is a fantastic world, a magical world, but it's not whimsical. Yeah. And I think that was what, to me, was the point of that whole segment was, you know, and, and I think he had to be that ham-fisted with the line in the beginning to give you that initial eye roll. It's like, oh, okay, that's a he, he's kind definitely of a going off-color for... statement. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. 
it really happened. He's definitely going for like a dirtier side of magic. This is not yeah, exactly. like the, the yeah. fun, whimsical, you know, magic world or even like DC kind of dark, but still inhabited mm-hmm. by heroes. Like magic is scary. Magic is gross. Magic is in the real yeah. world and people do messed up shit with it, you know? And yeah, I kind of like that. I did that think he's heavy handed, but you know, Mark Miller is heavy handed. Yeah. I come to expect that from him, you know? Exactly. But it's not everybody's cup of tea. And that's fine. Then well, don't read cool. it. I yeah, mean, that's cool. don't read yeah. it then. That's fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, so just well, I'm glad we cleared that up. away from that because I'm sure <laughs> Brian will call in. But Oh, he's going to uh, beat your ass. Oh, Listen, everybody- you guys can record your diss tracks on MP3 and yeah, we'll yeah. play them on the show. Diss tracks, diss tracks, diss tracks. Hey, J.D., are you celebrating this week because Sandra Bullock turned 50? Lake House! <laughs> oh, that's right! <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you know I've actually never even seen the movie. So, <laughs> um, do yourself a favor. Yeah, just stick with the version yeah, yeah, that yeah. we came yeah, up yeah, with for yeah, you. It's okay, much better. Okay, yeah, that'll work. It's yeah. much better. Uh, so, speaking of movies and TV, are you guys caught up on Preacher? No, no. Oh. I everybody told me how great the season was. I started again. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my bullshit aside. I'm gonna watch Preacher. And I watched three episodes. And went, yeah. A first season or where are you at? I was on the second season. Okay. And I watched three more episodes oh. of that and just went, yep, I don't. Oh, care. yeah, yeah. No, I, the second season almost almost lost me, and I was a huge apologist for the show. And I was like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it just took forever. But, yeah, this season's got me roped in. I See, mean. I did not love the first season, and then I was disappointed at the beginning of the second season. Why one, should I fight? One, Is it worth fighting for? Do I need to do this? It, I think. Really? They. Yeah, well, they're doing it. this season. The whole season, they're doing Angelville. Okay. See, but that's that's not. Is that a whole season? Because I feel like the Angelville it a, story. It was a whole trade, I suppose. But that was six <laughs> issues. Six issues. Yeah, that can be a season, though, dude. I guess I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Like I saw, uh, I I fell behind halfway through season one, not because I wasn't enjoying it, but because there's just too much fucking television to watch yeah uh-huh. that's and the other so way i up. haven't i haven't caught up but i've seen like stills and stuff like i i saw a picture of uh the devil and it looked like it stepped out of a glenn fabry cover it and that's looked cool. exactly oh, yeah. like it and that's very cool oh, i just feel like the pacing the needs for work. jody the casting for jody and tc oh man <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, the the whole that whole crew, Jody, TC, Grandma, the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I Yikes. feel as gross as I did reading it. Uh, <laughs> you know, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, if I can battle through season two, I will. I will do it. But I gotta, I gotta do this in order. And I did not. Actually, I would, I would argue. I mean, at least for the first up until now. I don't even think you need season two. No, you're insane. Mm. That's not how this works, JD. We watch TV in order. Okay? (laughs) That is insane. uh, Yeah, look who you (laughs) talk to, nerds. Come on, man. Is there no continuity left? Should we just flush (laughs) continuity down the toilet, JD? I'm throwing my comics away. (laughs) Did they introduce the the grail in season one or season two? Season two. Season one, they gently, like, we saw some people, but season two... So, like, hair, hair star it. and stuff, that dropped yeah. in season two, right? You yeah. gotta have that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, you do have to have hair star. Answer me this. Oh, God, answer he, me this. Role. Jeff, Jesus. Uh, I saw a I saw another screenshot of hair star who, was all, who also looks very mm-hmm. close to the comic. Um, did, did they do the thing where he got uh, uh, his head cut? 
Uh-huh. Oh. oh, really? <laughs> okay. Really? And that his head it happens a little bit differently. It's not intentional by Jesse. Okay. Uh, it, it, but it does look like that, and he now is – but now instead of just the one that like the two or three panel joke where he's trying to find the right hat. Now it's oh, nice. every scene he's in, he's in a different hat. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> and I, yeah. And they brought it, they've got like the whole thing with, uh, the mentally handicapped, uh, uh, descendant of Jesus. Oh, oh wow. God. Oh yeah. The yeah. Hum- yeah. Humper the Humper like they're oh, really yeah. doing Humper yeah. Dee-Doo. Oh, was that his Humper, Humper Dee-Doo. Yeah. I'm surprised they did that. <laughs> All right, yep. all right. I'll fight through season two and give it a watch. JD, I got to open these I mean, phone lines for more nerds, man. All right, talk to you guys later. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, I just couldn't get down I'm on gonna, it. I'm going to watch it with Sue because I want, like, somebody that has no connection to the comic, I'm really interested to see what they think of the show. You Casey know I mean? liked they, season they one. Re- they might really like it. Casey really liked season one. She thought it was, like, yeah. weird and kind of fun. And I was like, yeah, it is. And she's like, oh, you just hate everything. I'm like, no, I don't. It's just, I feel like the pacing was really. I do. The pacing was weird. You know, that's all I'm saying. I think they could do a better job on that. All right. Jimmy Randall hitting us from Oz. It's like two in the morning on Sunday there. G'day, nerds. What is up? Jimmy sending in another MP3 for question of the week. Now, mundane use of superpowers. Okay. Well, I don't know if you could call it really mundane. But come on, you guys remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles breakdancing by spinning on their shells oh, while yeah. Vanilla Ice <laughs> yes. insists on rapping in the background? Ninja, that shit was so cash to young Jimmy. Ninja, but um, ninja, years later, there was another superhero movie sequel crap. that would show the best mundane use of powers. Nerds, is there anything better than a crisp, ice-cold beer? Remember the scene in X2 with a young Iceman yep. chilling Wolverine's yep. beer by just blowing on it? Yeah. Yep. It's a great little scene when Wolfie holds scene. the bottle out to Iceman with that look on his face and Iceman knows exactly what he wants. It's a neat little piece that shows these powers working outside of superheroics. So that's my answer. But um, Comic-Con news, well, that was some good stuff with the uh, DC Hanna-Barbera crossover, the uh, Lex Luthor and Porky Pig, Barbara of Seville. That looks pretty cool, and Yogi looks really fucking metal in the Deathstroke uh, Yogi Bear crossover. But I actually learned something about myself during this Comic-Con. Um, now, there's always controversies and whatnot in this world of pop culture. I, I consider myself to be a pretty chill dude, try hard not to let um, you know these quote-unquote controversies get to me, but at the end of the day, I'm only human. You know, there's people up in arms about The Last Jedi or Thor being famous. Who cares? Who gives a shit? It's entertainment. We're lucky to get what we get. There's bigger battles to put yourself behind in this world. There's issues that really matter. But having said that, what the ever-loving fuck was up with that Titans trailer? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fuck Batman. What? And Raven looking like the kid from The Grudge at the end and the music and the tone and the swearing and the complete and utter non-teen titanness of it all. Jesus merciful Christ on toast. What Uh the fuck is this world coming to? (laughs) Jimmy! (laughs) Something happened. Yeah, he's It's all right. I'm okay. He's okay. Have some fart noises. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Titans trailer. We did. I want someone to call in and defend it. I want to hear somebody who liked it. Someone that is watching saw that Titans TV trailer and they said, yeah, that speaks to me. Sure. They had to have, right? Uh, Phil Lee. What up, Phil? He wants to know if anybody is eager for Iron Fist in September. Okay. After we talked about Danny showing up in Luke, in Luke Cage, a couple weeks ago, I went back and I watched the final, I think it was the last three episodes he was really in. And you know what? 
at first when he showed up, I was like, okay, well, this isn't as bad as I thought. And he looks better fighting and stuff like that. I watched him again. No, he's still terrible. <laughs> he's still no, terrible. you're wrong. He's better. <laughs> no. He was much, much better. You're in right. The he's better. <laughs> still bad. Still bad. Not as bad. I'm the knight of like, flowers. If, if this is where he was, if this was the worst right. that he was. That's where he is now. Okay, see what I'm doing there? <laughs> right. uh, no, because the video is like 30 seconds. Away. It'll pop up. Give it a second here. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? Hey guys, Aquaman Super Fan Patrick calling in. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Patrick. How the hell are we, well, dude? Talk to I'm me doing about right. this so, trailer, bro. Uh, you wanted someone to call in no, to Patrick. defend. No, I don't want you to do it. Yes. No. I want, someone, I want someone else to do it. Not you, Patrick. I love you. <laughs> okay, Go for don't it, worry Patrick, about it. It's not going to fucking be me. That okay. was garbage. Yeah, see? Yeah. I knew you were better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched it uh, with uh, Dave over at, at Legend. I hadn't seen the drop jet, and I had, he, he showed it to me. Uh, yeah, and it was pretty offensive. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I think I've been so desensitized to the DC bullshit that after I got done watching it, I was like, uh, like I w it was awful, but I wasn't that offended. Like, like, yeah, it seems pretty par for the course. They're going to fuck something up like this. Well, it's sort of like news coming from the Trump white house. Like it's all so bad yes, and so corrupt. Exactly. That it's like, like it's, it's I'm, I'm too exhausted but to be it's mad. also not surprising. <laughs> yeah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> you beat yeah. me up WB. Congratulations. Right. Um, but I tell you, I'll tell you what I will defend is that fucking Aquaman trailer. Yeah, buddy. It was, it was pretty cool. Come on. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. I got to say. I am pumped. <laughs> it pisses me off that his hair doesn't <laughs> swim around when he's like on earth, just on the land. Like I want his hair to still continue to float and swim around like he's underwater. Just float around. Yeah. yeah just get the block going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I get Medusa. It. Yeah. It doesn't Medusa make sense. Style. You just want to see it. It's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, it looks really cool. It looks like they're doing a huge world-building origin story type thing. Like, they're taking a page from Black Panther and going, all right, let's just back off. Yeah. We don't need right, to do right. another huge team thing. Let's just a page of Aquaman's life, where he came from, who, why he is, who he is, and stuff. I will say, I feel a little better seeing that, like, he was a kid that grew up and got bullied and shit like that. I like that scene, too. Yeah. And Me, uh, too. At the aquarium. And, that, and that's why he's sort of aqua bro and not so much, you know, like the Arthur Curry that I'm picturing. Still, they right. have to dial back that aqua bro shit. They have to. They're not going to. Ugh. Come on, bro. I, I, I don't want to see They're no. not going to. It's all right. I, I don't right. see him come down. It's and, not our Aquaman. It's fine. Talk but to it's, Ocean it's Master. A of, it's an Elseworlds Aquaman. How dare and you I'm okay with it. attempt to usurp the throne of Atlantis? And he's like, smoke it, bro. You know, like. <laughs> and I will be standing he, he, up and cheering. <laughs> yeah. He has really <laughs> Right with everybody else. Like, I, it's, it's different. But you know what else was different? When Aquaman got his hand chewed off in the 90s and became a total badass. That was awesome. I loved it. But that, it wasn't Aquaman either. Peter David did it. You know what I'm it. saying? Still was. I would argue it like still it was. Like, it became Aquaman. I would Dude. argue it still was. Black Manta. Yeah, Black Manta looked Black awesome. Black Manta holy. looked amazing. The, like the, oh, Black yeah. Manta. Holy shit, man. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah, that looks when really When I started cool. talking about Ocean Master, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be Ocean Master, and that's it. And yeah, Black Manta popped up like, oh, God, like, they got that. Yeah, With the double eye beams? Right. He looks so yeah. rad. <laughs> that was cool. He looks really cool. Especially because it is like the dumb black manta yeah, helmet. Yeah, right. And he put it on and it's like, oh man, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it totally yeah. works. It totally works. 
Atlantis looks amazing. The effects were awesome. Yeah, I love dudes riding the sea creatures and shit. Oh, dude. That is yeah. awesome. That's Which Atlantis. Which a far departure from Justice League because those effects were garbage. Oh, man. But this looks... Yeah, this the, looks, uh, well, they, they put all their the money into this one, bad. you know what I mean? They're like, yeah. oh. I think they know this has to be a hit. Otherwise, we are toast. Like, this yeah. is... Well, man, I mean, they had it, Wonder Woman, and they're... They, they've learned to, like you said, back off a little bit and like, let's just do individual stories. Yes. You can't just rush into that one huge universe right away. Because no one's going to uh, care. And that's that's what made Marvel work. It's like people cared about this character, then this character, then this right. character, and then they brought them together. And then they met and we all went, oh, awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. when Superman like showed up in the end of Justice League and met everybody, I felt nothing. <laughs> I felt nothing, you know? No. Uh-huh. All right, I got another well, call coming in here. If that sea dinosaur is not named Topo, I'm leaving the theater. <laughs> Patrick, good to talk to you. I got another call coming in here. Yep, you too. We'll talk well, to I'll you soon. I'll catch you guys later. Later, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? This is Bob France, writer of Metal Shark Bro. Bob Whoa, France. dude. Hello, Metal Bob. Shark Bro. Metal Shark Bro. <laughs> uh, I so love the Bob images I'm seeing. contacted us yesterday wanting to know if... Uh, We'd like to do an interview on the show. I totally. said, Bob, Bob, yes. bad news, yes. bro. We're going on hiatus. Yes. Well, not hiatus. We're going on vacation, not hiatus. We're going on vacation for two weeks. His kicks, he's got a Kickstarter running. It's going to be over by the time before we get back. So I said, Bob, call in to cover to cover. We'll do it live. Tell us about do the Kickstarter. Live. Let's go, We're doing Bob. it live. Tell us about the Kickstarter. Metal Shark Pro is the most evil and satanic and wonderfully hilarious comic book ever created by myself. <laughs> you could stop. I'm already in. <laughs> All right. You got my money. I'm in. <laughs> yes. I hope it's that easy with everybody. You can go to MetalSharkPro.com right now. You can check out all the great rewards we have. We have so many pinups. People are so excited about this book, Two-Headed Nerds. I mean, it's just crazy, man. When we when we first started showing pictures of it and the pages, like all these artists, all these great dudes like Jason Copeland and Josh Hood and Drew Moss and, and Marlon Shoup and all these fantastic dudes just started sending us work. And they were like, hey, man, can we can we want to be a part of this? This thing is amazing. So we have a pinup package on the Kickstarter where you get the book and three pinups of your choice. Cool. For like 35 bucks. It's a, it's a stellar deal. It's a stellar deal. That is very cool. So tell us about the tell us the <laughs> the story. Give us the elevator pitch. I just called it the picture okay. of Metal Shark Bro, and it looks awesome. <laughs> All right, Metal Shark Bro yeah, it's hilarious, is right? essentially yeah. the elevator pitch is the simple. Rings and the uh, a shark who was turned into a killing machine, half man, half human killing machine by Satan's douchey nephew. Uh, uh, the, the the shark guy doesn't want to be uh, this killing machine. He just wants to be a regular old shark. So Beelzebrah, that's the douchey nephew, Satan douchey nephew, Beelzebrah, that's the name Beelzebrah. He's like David Spade and Guy Fieri. If David Spade and Guy <laughs> Fieri were demons and had children, this would be Beelzebrah. Beelzebrah says, all right, you don't want to be this half-human, half-shark killing machine, and you have to go out and collect nine damn souls for Satan. So he does it, but of course, being a douchey uh, demon, he reneges on the deal, and then that's it. Metal Shark Bro vows revenge. It's a, just, it's a story that goes across time and planes and realms, and it's complete and utter lunacy and madness and super fun. It's like Ghost Rider if he were a shark and he could shred on guitar. Um, it's got a Ghost Rider vibe to it. Yeah, Ghost Rider had a ghost head and a floating eyeball friend named Ira. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I like that it's like an eyeball with bat wings and a floating hat. Yeah. It's like very yeah. rat fink. I dig it. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a pretty far cry from Monty the Dinosaur, Bob. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, two-headed nerds, um, I like to do all kinds of different things. Like doing, doing all-ages comics are super fun because it's like a gateway to literacy. You know what I mean? Like kids get amped on that stuff, and then they never forget their first comics. I'm sure you guys remember your first books. And, like, it's hard for me not to get misty-eyed still to this day when people tell me, like, this is going to be my son's first comic. And I'm like, man, that's, that's awesome. Granted, your son's 17, but whatever. That's still cool. So, um, <laughs> but Metal Shark, Metal Shark Bro is a far cry from that because, you know, it's, it's all about being versatile and having a good time. Like, Metal Shark Bro is a good time. Like, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make something that was fun and lighthearted and, and, and cool, but yet evil and demonic, and I think we were able to do that. And who was to say this couldn't be your kid's first comic book? You know what? You're I have right. a kid. Yeah, man, I hope some little kid's first comic book Fuck is about yeah, a, man. a shark that gets cursed <laughs> by a, the douchey nephew of the devil. Hey, this is what the yeah. real world is like, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to grow up it's, sometime. It's not, it's not all dinosaurs and, and little kids, man. It's, it's about evil people not keeping their word. And then your job after that is to go out there and slaughter them wholeheartedly <laughs> without mercy. I love this. Bob, when does the Kickstarter end? The Kickstarter ends in 11 days. I think it's August 8th okay. at 11.59 p.m. So you have until Bob, August 8th. You go to Kickstarter yes. and you search Metal Shark Bro. It will yes, pop up. I guarantee there's nothing right. else with this name on the internet. So. That's right. Uh, I'll also post I mean, a link to the... We've been going nuts. You, you can also go to metalsharkbro.com. That'll take you right to the actual Kickstarter page. There's so much great stuff out there, man. It's, uh, it's really awesome. Cool. This sounds amazing. Uh, the art looks fantastic. Bob, li- list your collaborators the- again because we were kind of talking over you at the time. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Kevin Cuff and I uh, wrote the book. Walter Osley is doing all the artwork. He's super talented. You may know him from like Shiver, Shiver Bureau and Cubicles. He's a wonderful dude, very creative cat. Uh, we have Sean oh, Shiver Greenlee. Bureau. I really like Edison, that book. Edison Letters, and we also have uh, Chaz Pengbong on, uh, on edits as well. So awesome. we've got a great team. We're, we're trying to rock this thing out. We've got 11 days left. We're getting close. And, 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 you know, we just got to spread the word as much as we can. And I know you guys have reach. You guys have reach. You're, oh. big, you're huge oh, yeah. at Omaha. <laughs> Please. We've, we've got t- tens of listeners. You don't want our seal of approval, Bob. Home of we have Omaha sunk Con. many a career. <laughs> just ask Phil Hester. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, Bob, I'll make sure that your link is in the show notes for this episode, and we'll get this posted probably tomorrow. I appreciate it, two-headed nerds. You guys are the best. All right, man. Thank you for your call. All right, and we will definitely, if you send us, we'll send us some copies. We'll review it. We'll talk about it. And even if we don't like it, we'll pretend like we do because you'll include a whole bunch of cash in the envelope, right? Yes. Which is yes. wink, wink, nudge, of nudge. Of course. You know what I mean? You know, how, com- you know how comics work. This is exactly how it works. <laughs> That's just business, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so... Metal Shark Bro, go to Kickstarter, throw your money at it. Let's make this happen. Bob France is a good guy. He's also a crazy person. That's why we love him, okay? Bob, thank you for calling. Thank you, two-headed nerd. All right, we'll talk to you later. See you later, later Bob. Later, buddy. Man, that was almost as if on cue. You guys are getting really good at this. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Here Domingos. Tell me you're not driving. Are you driving? No. Okay, good. It sounded like you yeah. were driving. Sounds like, like you're driving. If you yeah. are, pull over. Be no, I'm safe. Done. I'm done. I'm sitting in. Okay, to be fair, I'm in the air conditioning because I'm drowning in. Oh, yeah. 
It's been awful here too. Now we've had a past couple days where it's cooler. It's been lovely the last yeah, few days. Last Let me couple tell days you, been great. Last few nights has been like patio. Let's not Let's rub it in Brian's face. The poor guy, he's hey, dying. Patio. This isn't this isn't weathercast. <laughs> what do you want to rap about, Brian? Um. Well, the, the question of the week. Um, they. I when Joe brought up the uh, the the building and, and how all that stuff works. Mm-hmm. I, there was something like poke in my brain, like what is that thing that I have that same feeling about? Okay. And it was recently in um, X Men Gold. When the mansion comes back from limbo, is suddenly in Central Park. Yes. Oh, yes. Right, and they're like, "Yeah, like this is a it's it's a full academy with 700 bedrooms and plumbing and all this stuff. Like everything's cool. Like, <laughs> wait, no, how does that work? <laughs> how exactly? How? 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 Well, and not to mention, like, the city is just like, well, you know, the park's not really zoned for that, and we don't really know how to. <laughs> charge you for rent or anything but i guess it's cool i mean <laughs> it was it was one of those like you know remember because before that you got to remember all the, the nonsense of the xbooks before that of the you know we didn't know where the mansion was before there but it wasn't on earth anymore and all that crap and then it's like it was in limbo and now it's in new york city like everything's fine it's like no that how that is like the, the most high valued property yeah in america yes i mean there's there's a couple square miles of unprocessed and built up New York City. Like that is prime property, and they're just they're cool with this like destruct you know historically <laughs> yeah. destructive community having their big dumb house there. I thought that uh, was no really yeah. stupid, filled with dirty mutants. Really stupid, filled you know, with dirty. It's mutants. like one thing when they moved to San Francisco and they were living on an island. You know, and which is a bad idea to put all the mutants in one place because, you know, that's where we shoot the missile and we got them all. Right. But I mean, they were still on an island off the coast of San Francisco by themselves. Uh, you know, they were living in Asteroid M, I believe. It yes. Was, it was a, they cr- that crashed, had crashed Asteroid crashed, yeah. M into the was, bay. Yes. But at like in the middle of Central Park, that is so stupid. That's so dumb. Why not? How take- many people died when magic teleported yeah, the no building? Shit. <laughs> They'll just move the yeah. building again. How many Relax, homeless people everybody. were pooping in that field when the all of a sudden, <laughs> bam, the mansion fell right on top of them? You know, <laughs> it just it, it just decimated the, the brambles. They're just like, the whole community's not the same anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's stupid. Pretty dumb. Well, like, why not just move them back to Westchester if you're going to do it? Come on, that's where the, that's where the X Mansion is. It's in Westchester. Or building yeah, and it's probably easier to hook. It's probably easier to hook up, you know, utilities to this building that, you know, how many people live there? A hundred people? More than that? Two hundred? I don't like, know. You can't tell because in some books there's thousands of people in the dorms. In other books, there's a team of six. So I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, what happened to Krakatoa? I think the books are a goddamn mess. I think that's what the, what the situation is. Well, we're resetting that. Oh, yeah, Krakoa. Krakoa, the living Krakoa. island. Okay, yes. I thought it was Krakatoa. Okay. They were, yeah. Transplanted to Westchester. Yeah, he was where, living where there. Where the old mansion was. I think, he, I think we're feeling, he's feeling much better now. I maybe think. maybe he is the one that funnels the poop around and stuff like that. So Could maybe be. he just has, <laughs> yeah. has moved to be underneath yeah. it again yeah. and is, like, moving it around. Yeah. He's processing it himself. Yeah, and turns into, like, biofuel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you that's know, it. If they, if they had a three you know a two sentence word balloon that said like he helped them move to to central park i'd say well at least okay i mean that's sure uh, he went underground and put the pipes for the electricity and the, the plumbing and <laughs> he rerouted uh, sewer lines he rerouted everything. yeah and like and laid you know like digital fiber optic cable for their internet access you know cerebro doesn't work you know the wi-fi doesn't work so they can't get on cerebro today right what are we doing what, what, yeah <laughs> Hey, you know what? Here's my no prize answer. The the 
Xavier outfitted the mansion with Shi'ar technology in the 80s. Okay. So maybe that thing is just like a closed system. You yeah, know so what I mean? it just works. It's perfectly, it's self-sustainable. It just works. Yeah, it just, it, everything's, 30, 30 it's alien, alien, alien magic. Somebody still had to dig out the huge sub-basement where Cerebro is, where, <laughs> Cerebro. I mean, like, the oh, yeah. danger room is. Because every time they were, like, there, they were, like, the danger room, 36 levels below the <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah. there was a fucking... Yeah, right. It's not, like, yeah. it's not, like, you know, 10 steps down. Yeah, this wasn't, like, they go through the, the kitchen, floor. and you open the door, and you go downstairs, and you're in the danger room. No. No, <laughs> okay. I had that Spiral Brown... Remember that Spiral Bound book that right. Marvel put out yeah. that had, like, a the dissected... Right. Uh, blueprints of the... Uh, it was anime. awesome. But the yeah, expansion is not a split-level no, ranch. It you is know? huge. Like, no. It is huge underneath <laughs> the surface. I think they have seven subfloors. Yes. Like seven, yeah. yeah, like hangers for like blackbirds and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, they parked the yeah, fucking blackbird underground. It, it would fly up and the ground <laughs> would open and they would go down there and then they'd just like slide into one of the seven sub-basements, I guess. <laughs> Are those all in Central fucking Park? That is stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just dumb. It's dumber than I thought. As, as we talk about <laughs> yeah, it, the, really the more we I talk thought. about yeah. it, the more mad about it I get. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> but don't worry. Marvel made a major announcement at San Diego Comic-Con that Uncanny X-Men number one is coming back <sighs> with no creators attached, no release date, and no plot whatsoever. So I'm sure they're going to fix everything, right? Yep. <laughs> it's all going to be... I, I think, is, it's going to be Cullen Bunn and um, Mike Diodato, and no one cares. And then they're going to do seven issues, and yeah, he'll get Diodato will be replaced by some other, you know, talented but unknown Brazilian artist, and then the book will just quietly go away and <laughs> get relaunched in eight months. And you know, I will say, as of today, gambling odds one to one that it's Cullen that it's Cullen Bunn. <laughs> so, yeah, one like, to one. Yeah. Wow, like if you put down a dollar, you get your dollar back. So <laughs> <laughs> they're not taking bets. They're just, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They closed all bets. Brian, thank you for your call. It's always good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, sorry to ruin that for you. Yeah. Okay, have a good day. All right. no, good it's all right. <laughs> See you, Brian. So not really uh, the answer to like his favorite mundane question, but like we really tore I, into that I, one. I think. I think. Uh, I think. Bad examples are also on the table. Totally. No, that's a great one. Because that's a um, terrible example. Real quick, I don't remember why uh, we weren't talking about this at all, but Keith felt it was very important to say that if James Gunn doesn't get rehired by Disney, they need to give Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to Taika Waititi. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. I would not have a problem with that at all. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? This is Zach Hollowell. Zach Hollowell. How the hell are we, sir? I'm really, uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you boys? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah? Not bad. I think we all feel okay. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. How do we good, look? Good. Do we look all right? Are you watching us? I was watching you a little while. You guys look really good. Okay. I just want to make sure. You know. I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little. It's better fat. to look good than to feel good. Right? Yeah. That's I feel like, like I've had a hog body. That's right. I've had a hog body lately and I'm not proud of it. But anyway, what do you want to rap about? Um, I kind of want to talk about some nerdy shit, let's something that kind of bothers me. Let's get Not into it. specifically about San Diego Comic-Con, but every Comic-Con around. Okay. See, I buy toys. I'm a toy collector, but I don't have a lot of money. Right. And I really hate fucking San Diego Comic-Con mm -hmm. exclusives that get bought up by people who aren't a fan of whatever it is. Just so they can turn around on eBay and sell it for about four times what yes. it, they yeah. paid for. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And to combat this, you know what San Diego does? They jack the prices up even more on the exclusives, thinking that, that it will make everybody settle down, right? Oh, it's too expensive. They're not going to buy them all. Wrong. Now they're going to buy them all, and the eBay prices go up exponentially, along with your high prices. It's fucking ridiculous. Who do they think we are? <laughs> like, I have witnessed it with my own eyes. People literally race yeah. from the entrance as soon as the doors open to get in line for that shit. They also pay placeholder people to sit there. They will pay yeah. people to go and sit in line to get that glow-in-the-dark merman or to get that, you know, like, Hellboy Lego figure or mm. whatever. Ugh. Uh, I think one so, year they did uh, they did the uh, DC Direct did a Batman action figure that was in uh, the Sinestro Corps uniform from that one panel of that one issue of Green Lantern. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. And now it sells for $300, I'm sure. Yeah, it's stuff is crazy. Zach, what did you want this year? Exclusive to, uh, guys. to Super 7, though. Super 7 is one of my favorite toy companies, and their Comic-Con exclusive this year was, it was a, uh, you remember how they, one of the first internet meme things really to go around was they took Prince Adam from He-Man and had him sing What's Up <gasps> by Four Non Blondes. Yeah, the yeah, happy, yeah. Yes. The happy Prince Adam, yeah. <laughs> they came out with that Prince Adam. Like in a box that yeah. was all glittered and rainbowed. Yeah, that's and awesome. The internet wait. It, it's oh, amazing. I want that. That's so that is so they made kick-ass. it. They made it Comic Con exclusive. But then they said, "Hey, this is more popular than we thought." While Comic Con's going on, everybody can pre-order this for the same price. Oh, you may have oh, to nice. wait a couple months to get it, but that's you can cool. get it, and you don't have to be at Comic Con. See, now that's okay. You know why that's cool? Because they're doing it right. They're doing it right. Right. And they, it shows we give a shit. These other companies don't give a shit. All they know is exclusives gets people to freak out, and it gets it gets insane prices on eBay, and it's just free advertising for them. Look how hot this is, you know. And yeah, and I on eBay, and that Prince Adam, you can tell some of the people didn't realize that's what they were doing because there's people asking. It was thirty five bucks. There's people asking one hundred and fifty for it. Oh on yeah, eBay. oh yeah. I'm looking. I just kicked on eBay right now, and I'm looking at SDCC exclusives for 2018, and it's obscene. Absolutely obscene. And some of it is just like bullshit. It's like, oh, an exclusive magic card that's selling for $75. You know, like, come <laughs> on. <clears throat> hey, magic cards, that's a whole nother t- kind of racket. I you know? know, I know. There's You don't uh, understand. <laughs> Force of Destiny Chewbacca with Porg selling for $88.99. My God. Zach, what'd you think of that Super 7 Snake Mountain they're doing? Um, I think that I'm got to figure out how to get that without my wife knowing. <laughs> um, that bastard's going to be about seven hundred dollars. I it's think it's pretty rad yeah. looking. Yeah, that looks friggin' amazing. Actually, um, I won a charity raffle last night and won a uh, original on card mosquito figure. Mosquito, oh, awesome. oh, nice. <laughs> That is, is like, so he's cool. Like one of the most rare He-Man characters. He's like one of the most valuable. So maybe I'll put him towards Snake Mountain. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, I don't, I don't know, dude. I would hold on Feed to him. Feed the you. beast. I wouldn't Feed do that. Feed the beast. I would not do that. You're not getting that Mosquito back, bro. No, I'm right. totally yeah, not Yeah, and Mosquito's profile is only going to rise. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those funny things because it's like, oh, all the collectors want him, but nobody who's not a collector gives a shit about Mosquito. Right. You know, <laughs> right. Of course. The last figure they made 
So they didn't make many of them. So all the collectors are like, oh, shit, I need that. And everyone else is like, I don't give a shit. Who, who is that? His blood pump, his chest pumps blood. That's pretty sweet. That's but. so cool. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. I've always like, yeah, I have railed against the same shit forever because there isn't like much that I wanted. But the stuff that I that you do want you really fucking want, <laughs> you know? And I'm fully convinced that there's this conspiracy of, like, these billionaire, like, I don't know, like, Arabic oil nerds or something in Saudi Arabia that are just like, I'll pay ridiculous prices for that to take it away from you, Matt Bum. <laughs> you know? Like, who are these people? Who are these fucking people that are going to spend $200 on a Funko Pop? It doesn't even move. Yeah. The hedge goes yeah. back and forth. That's it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, what do these assholes do for pop. a living? Who can drop $200 on a Funko Pop and not Ugh. be served papers for divorce instantly? You know? I mean, like, who are you? What do you do I, for that, a living? That, uh, that Ron Swanson with cornrows... Uh, from the Tammy 2 episode of Parks and Rec is pretty tempting. No <laughs> exceptions. When it comes to Funko Pop, I say no exceptions. Stay away. Don't do it. I saw this. Spit this on one it. Was, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, man. I got a bunch of wrestlers right up above. Sorry, man. I only say do that Funko again, Pop Zach. wrestlers. These guys won't shut up. No, it's okay. Uh, Skunkor from He-Man was the big one that I've seen lately, where like each store got like two of them, and yeah. they really stink like the old toy. Yeah. So, oh, man. That's awesome. All these girls my age were standing outside getting them. And then turning around and selling them for a hundred, hundred and twenty. Yeah, I mean, we can't bitch too much because this happens in like the shoe market. This happens in the comic market. It happens everywhere. You know, San Diego is just the worst example of it. Zach, we got another call coming in. Thank you for your call, buddy. Love talking toys with a nerd like you. Later, Zach. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? Hey guys, it's Frank Sorolla calling. Calling again. Hey, Frank. Second time. Frank. <laughs> Second time. Uh, how are we doing, Frank? Oh, wait. Well, I'm uh, good, man. I'm good. I, I, I've been demanded by John Littrell okay. to give Frank the nickname, Welcome Back, Frank. Okay. Welcome back, Frank. <laughs> and since it's his second awesome. call, he thus gets to the nickname. There you go. Welcome, Welcome back, Frank. Back, Frank. How are we doing? All what right. do we want to rap about? Doing good, man. I wanted to talk about, you know, I, was, I wanted to talk about the, um, the, trailer for the Shazam movie okay. and I thought you guys were going to kind of touch on it when you talked about the Aquaman one but uh, you know two things actually I want to talk about the trailer for the Shazam movie and how you guys how you guys feel about the last season of all those DC uh, the Warner Brothers TV DC shows personally I felt they kind of took a nosedive like Flash I've been watching Flash for was it four years now it's on at least the last season was just like a I mean, I hate watched it. It's the last half of the season. It just was like, like really, this is where we're going with it. I am not it, caught up know, on the Flash, but I've I heard the same thing that you were saying from a lot of people. There's a guy that reviews like all the nerd shows for the Onion AV yeah. Club, and he was saying, "I'm the biggest Flash fan in the world. I love the Flash. This season just feels like they've gotten so lazy, and they're just like, oh my god, ah, people it, are yeah. watching. Who cares? Just fart <laughs> out, you know, whatever. Like I liked, I liked. A lot of things in this season, like I loved uh, the elongated man, and I'm glad that he's sticking around. Um, I was oh, yeah. happy that the villain wasn't another speedster for the fourth year in a row. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right. I thought, like, that whole setting Barry up for murder thing for six episodes mm -hmm. went kind of nowhere. 
Like right. it, it seemed useless. Like it, it, the the thinker defeated them at every turn. Why did he need to throw Barry in prison? Right. When he could just clearly well, you know, get it, out whenever he wanted anyway. <laughs> I, I really just feel like the, the formula for the show has gotten, is, has taken over the show and they should just do, they should just kind of break it down. You got 24 episodes. You got like, look, you know, look, look, do a three week, do, do a three or four week arc with one villain, do another three or four week arc with another villain. Yes. Do Excuse me. I don't know if it's you know, like if um, it, it comes out of like contracting where they're like, look, we want you to play this villain on the show, and people will say, fine, but I'm not signing anything less than a whole season contract or something dude, like that. Dude, nobody right. yeah. on that show has the power to make those demands. No, I think nobody. that's like, I think that becomes pretty standard in like TV, just the way that characters are hired in the business, period. Right. You know, people don't get the hired to show do up. They not for, demand the length of their storyline. I'm not, not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is the way that people get hired for series, for a season. They say, you are going to be on this season, and you will be, like, because think about any TV show, uh, like, where you have a new bad guy that pops up for that season, and then they die at the end of the season. I mean, it happens to a lot of them. You know, well, you, you don't see had, a lot you of like, could have had him disappear for like the majority right. of the season and then come back at the end. No, definitely. It just seemed like, it, yeah, it just seemed like it was like, hey, let's just do this again. And it was just, I was every week I'd, I'd tune in and go, is it over yet? Is it over yet? I mean, really did <laughs> love the fact that they introduced the elongated man. I was like, this is great. He, and he's a great character. I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't actually die. I knew it. And now it was like, they telegraphed that one from the very beginning. You know, that he yeah. wasn't dying. Like, you don't kill off Ralph Dibney, you know, you don't kill him <laughs> off. Um, but, you know, it was, unless you're Dan DiDio. Yeah, right. You know, and, and I, I kind of fell off on um, fell off on watching like uh, Legends of the Legends of Tomorrow. But I can't you know, watch Supergirl, it. Same kind of thing. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, was, I, I feel like well, I feel like the Flash Everyone was like, oh, Green Hour, Green Hour. But I feel like the Flash is really the sh- the. Crown Jewel. In absolutely, there. absolutely. Um, I can't you know, stand Green yeah. Arrow. I cannot watch Legends of DC Universe because it's just too cheese ball. I cannot handle. I it. love it. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I love it. Supergirl. Uh, like, I really liked that first season. It was su- it was great. It was a lot of fun. The second season, yeah, eh, not so oh, much. The, the best thing, the best things they're doing are those um, those when they do the crossover episode. Those are phenomenal. Yeah. Like that, that one they did like this past season was amazing. Yes. And know? I used to, and I used and, to skip and, and through those on the flash, kind of but like, I'm just not doing, watching, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. And they're inter- like, you've now introduced black lightning and black lightning is a wonderful show, by the way. It's yeah, kind- I gotta, I gotta catch up on that one. It's kind of Luke Cage light, but it is very good. Right. I like it. Okay. Let's talk about Shazam. Cool. Let's cool. get into Shazam. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I'm excited. I, I saw that trailer. I'm like, this is really cool. It's, it looks fun. It looks like the, it looks like DC is starting to take a lighter approach yes. to the characters, and that's what they need. It's like, first of all, you uh, you don't make Shazam dark. No, Shazam is like, I mean, if if Superman is the bright spot, Shazam's even brighter. Right. You know, and you and you can make the, the world around though. Shazam dark. You can do that, but he is this right. glowing no. light. I don't. He I don't want the world around kid. Shazam to be dark. Either. Well, I'm not saying like you know I want to see him like freeing sex slaves and stuff, but I'm saying I like, want mind control worms and talking tigers. Yes, give it to me. But you can introduce yes. them in a real world setting where it's like this kid is trying to handle it, and that like Zachary Levi 
in that trailer is acting like mm-hmm. a big kid. And he looks ridiculous yeah. in the suit. And he and it's great. But why <laughs> does I love it. I love it. He looks exactly like Shazam should look. Yes. He's just like, I mean, what did you you know, what do you think superheroes look like when you're a kid? Right. Uh, you know, big giant Pile shoulders. of muscles, and, you know? Just yeah, ridiculous. That, that character's so overblown. You know, it's it's gotta be that way. And I can't wait. What I can't wait for actually is a Superman Shazam like meetup at some point. Yes. Because that that that's always I, I used to love those issues when Superman yes. you know and when and Superman and the big red cheese got together. Hold on, Jared phenomenal. Jared wants to punch a hole in this. <laughs> Why does Shazam when he's learning to fly fly up, fall down and go ow? Yeah, that was when yeah. he can can take a bullet to a chest and not feel a thing. Yeah. That was well, I, hey, did you look, ever, he, did you ever, like, he like uh, twisted his spine. And go, he needs to get it an adjustment. Hurt. It's just a reaction. He's doing it for comedic, you know, response, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Shazam yeah. so. falls and hits the ground. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He might be like, well, that sucked. Totally. Thought I could fly. You know, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Phil, Phil Lee in the chat uh, wants to know, can someone explain why The Rock isn't in Shazam? Yeah, that's all we heard was like The Rock mm. is going to play um, Black Adam. Black Adam. The Rock is going to be Black Adam. Well, we and, and there's a solo Black well, we Adam know. movie. And we can't wait to build the Black Adam universe. Maybe and stuff. they're keeping it in their pocket for once. Yeah, maybe they maybe. are. But they sure got really quiet about that. And we have not heard anything about it for at least a year or two, right? Uh, no, no. I this, They're making it. It's still in production. It is? Yeah, I, I see posts about it all the time. Huh. Okay. Like, I don't think they're filming yet or anything, but, um, like, it's definitely in pre-production, and The Rock talks about it. I just saw an article about it the other day. I am glad that we're meeting Shazam before we meet uh, Black Adam, because at first they made it sound like they're going to introduce Black Adam first. What is the point of that? Well, they have right. to have an enemy, right. you know what I mean? There has no, but to be I mean, a like, villain, so a, maybe he is still... a full-on Black Adam movie. Well, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, we don't want to see a Magneto movie before we meet X- the X-Men. That's just dumb. Oh. Um... Right. Well, um, so like I'm calling Venom, my shot here. I, you know, I bet that there's at least a cameo of Black Adam. Yeah. At the end. I hope so. If they're smart, there will be a cameo of Black Adam in the end. But it, it like but, um, it's great. Mark Strong, uh, who played Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie and Moriarty in the modern Sherlock Holmes, every evil, very, bad, bald guy you can think of. Yeah, he's a <laughs> super. He's an awesome actor. Uh, he's playing Doctor Savannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of weird to me because Savannah is very famously like short and ugly. Yeah. Just a small little creature looking guy. Yeah. Yeah, Like they could have got, like, I don't know who they could have gotten to play that version of Savannah, but (laughs) Dan DeDio. No, DeVito. Oh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. (laughs) No, it'd be too. You can't, you can't. Uh, After he, after he was Cobblepot, you can't go back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like Gilbert Gottfried, maybe I don't know. No, like, I'm just God, that'd be a like, good one, actually. I love, I would love guy. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> no, I love Gilbert Gottfried too, but he can't play it straight. My God. <laughs> well, the, the, the movie's well, already a big joke. You're in real trouble. So now, why not? Shazam! <laughs> oh, you, oh, you did it. Yeah, you did it now. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to use well, my no. uh, evil powers. <laughs> I, I definitely see that. You know, it couldn't play it straight. Oh. But he, I, I'm, I loved him when he was Mister. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna murder this name. Mixlixlpick in the animated series. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. He also played. I just found this out. Uh, in the Adventures of Superboy live action show from the late '80s, early '90s. 
He also played a version of Mixius Pitalik. Really? I don't think they called him that, oh, wow. but it was like that version. I know. Nothing I don't even about... remember that show. Yeah, um, I know nothing about this. Oh man, it was not a great show. <laughs> Welcome it back, Frank. Not, I, it was not. I remember it, and I remember the kid looked like a young Chris Reeves. But Chris Reeves, yeah, he really did. Man. Visually, like he nailed it. I don't remember this show at yeah. all. I don't either. Frank, thank you for your yep. call. Welcome back. Oh, hey, thanks, guys. Congratulations yep. on the new nickname. Way to go. Mm. Have fun chasing awesome. that uh, that nickname? little monkey kid That's around in the background. I can hear him. Yeah, man. He's, Calm that kid down. Yeah, he's climbing the walls. All right. Jeez. <laughs> well, I guess I'll see you guys in like three weeks then, huh? All right. Okay. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks, Have a good Frank. one. Right. Later. Right. Take care. Bye. Woo. That kid was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. He had thoughts about Shazam, I guess. 1230. I'm going to keep this phone line open just in case. Listen, let's. Listen to our second. Or we got a couple voicemails while we waited, it looks like. Oh, boy. But we did get a call from our very own one and only Mr. Keith Binder. Hey, guys. It's occasional third head of the Two-Headed Nerd podcast, Keith Binder, sending in an MP3 this week because we're talking about who won Comic-Con. Yes. And I just got off work. It is 3.30 in the morning. And my thoughts on it are DC and Warner Brothers altogether won entirely for the Shazam, Aquaman, and uh, Godzilla trailers. Uh, It was Comic-Con. Marvel could have given us one thing, which might have been like, I don't know, the title of the next Avengers movie that they said was coming right after Ant-Man and the Wasp was coming out. But no. Uh, and then uh, James Gunn gets fired and AMC rehires Chris Hardwick. So everything is fucked. And uh, talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye. Okay, DC obviously won, and I agree. Yeah. But Marvel's not making any of their announcements until they're doing the Disney Fan Con, and that is by choice. And I don't necessarily think that is a bad idea because guess who else is going to be at the Disney Fan Con? Nobody but Marvel and Disney. So there's nothing to overshadow anything. They will yeah, dominate. Yeah, it's going to be all Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, movies. and they're going to dominate that weekend, and they can present it any way they want, and their panels are full. And they control the media. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. San Diego has turned into, like, lunatic Hollywood roundup, and you get hit with so much shit that a ton of it just gets lost. Absolutely lost. That's not to say Marvel and Star Wars would get lost, but it's a pretty smart idea to do it on your own. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do it on your own. And control Where the focus it. is on you. Yeah, and do it where you want to do it. Uh, my, my feelings on the Godzilla trailer are, please do not give me another... Godzilla movie, where I'm more focused on the human star that you've put in. Oh, we get 11. Right. We get 11. That's great. Please don't give me a story about 11 running around the Godzilla universe. Give me a story about Godzilla. Every Godzilla movie I remember, I don't remember shit about the humans in it. Right. I don't, aside from the people that created Jet Jaguar, because those those people were awesome. (laughs) And that kid that wrote the little dolphin God damn it, yes. God, I wanted that. So awesome. But... Everyone else, I don't. 
Yes. I don't remember anything about those people. Right. And when you talk about the rebooted Godzilla, all I can think about is Breaking Bad and his stupid family generation after generation after generation. Well, the good news that is... That became the focus of the movie. He is and not... And only gave us seven it. minutes of Godzilla. <laughs> I agree. I can't stand it. <laughs> I so don't... do not do that again. I don't disagree. Now, I'm going to call my shot. Eleven is going to have a psychic connection to Mothra. Because Mothra does okay. that shit. Yeah, fine. Mothra does fine. that shit. Mothra's the fine. protector of children. Well, let's not make the whole thing about the psychic no. connection. But if it's going to be her, like, her revealing what's going on through the monsters, through Mothra telling her, like, look, just trust me. We, we got to listen. And the kid being like, listen to me. I, I am telling you what's going on. I'm okay with that. Mm. That's fine. Because that will gently steer the story. I think there's too many monsters in it to not go full on monster battle. That's one thing that. This latest King Kong movie kicked ass on because there were yes. people in it, sure, but they were people trying to get the hell out of there. While and, King Kong and I, rem- and I remember both evenly, you know, right? I, I remember every all the humans that were in that movie, and I right. loved a lot of the characters. I, I loved them. Yeah, they were great, and I loved Kong, and I loved everything they like. It was a giant movie monster yeah. wrestling movie, yeah. and it well, was and the Kong, the Kong movie was Kong movies are different in the sense that they are more character focused. Yes. Yeah, Godzilla uh, movies like the, the my favorite Godzilla movies, the Japanese ones, where basically Godzilla is this force of nature. It's like there's a tidal wave coming. What do we do? We can't stop yeah, it. Right. We can batten down the hatches. The military wants to fight it. That's a terrible idea. The politicians want to run. That's not going to save anyone either. You know, this is science has gone mad. Man got in the way of nature fucked things up, and now you're going to pay. You know? <laughs> That's how it works. Godzilla's not a good guy. Godzilla's not a bad guy. And I keep trying to explain this to people. They're like, oh, they made him a good guy. And I went, no, they didn't. He was an apex predator that mm-hmm. was challenged by another predator. Yep. And they were like, look, let him fight. That's all we can do. Let him fight. You know? And we'll hope for the best. Because we're just... <laughs> just, just move out of the way. <laughs> yeah. We are not the kings of this world. <laughs> like, and it's time for us to understand that. I think that's what they're going here. I hope so. I hope so. I think so. They need to. I hope they take a lesson from Kong and be like, okay, yes. listen, we got to make this. I definitely think they do because they're working in lockstep and they're building towards a King Kong versus yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, I got movie. it. I got it. I got and all that. It's going to be the coolest shit ever. I can't wait. I want Kong to all win. Right. I'm sorry. We got one more voicemail. No. Nope. Black Scorpion number three. We do? Where's that? It's flagged in the inbox. Okay. It came in on Thursday. Um, the, the, the voicemails we got while we were recording, that was just Bob. Uh, trying to get through. Gotcha. So he did get through. This came in on Thursday, you're saying? Thursday. I am saying. Thursday, July 26, at 10.27 p.m. Oh, there it is. Yep, got it. Sorry. Take it away, Black Scorpion the Three. B-Scorps. Come on, Google Voice. B-Scorps. Hey, nerds. It's Black Scorpion number three. Uh, I've got an answer to the question of the week, but hey, uh, I want to wish you all a happy vacation. If I read the, the tweets right, Thanks, I think buddy. you guys are taking a break. I probably won't talk to you till September either. Um, but anyway, question of the week. I'm not sure if I'm interpreting the, the question correctly. So one of these answers is the right one. The other one's off topic. All right. There we go. I'm not trying to sneak into answers, really. One of them just doesn't count. Okay, so the first thing I thought of was Jay Garrick um, somehow using his power to solve a mundane problem. I think I've got that right. So the problem is people will see his face. What does every superhero and supervillain do? 
put a piece of cloth over it, domino mask, anything, any, any kind of mask, right? What does he do? He shakes his face really fast. He wiggles. Blurred. <laughs> <laughs> take a picture. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you get it. That's uh, cool as hell. If, if the question was uh, in the Ant-Man setting and you're thinking about marvelous things that get addressed through uh, powers, uh, I want to direct your attention to Cubit. He was like a brainiac character in the Irredeemable series. He made this invention that was like a light umbrella. Uh, it looked like an antenna. And when he was asked what he was carrying while it was raining, it was an umbrella that would teleport water that hit the umbrella into uh, um, places in need of water. <laughs> That's what it did. Oh, now, awesome. Whether it got into anybody's like, faucets, uh, whether it cured the desert, you know, th those sorts of things, highly unlikely. But I thought that was an interesting use of, um, of his mundane technology. So hopefully one of those is up your alley. Um, all right. Be well, nerds. Talk to you soon. Bye. Those are both great answers. Yeah. Those yeah. both totally yeah. count. Superior answers. Yeah. Yes. Those both totally count. Let's get into our answers. Who's going first? Me? I got one. Okay, Go, Joe. Patrick. Go, Joe. Uh, so my one of my favorite things. I think Joe's going like to steal super... mine. I'm not Sorry? saying it is. You're going to steal mine. I know you are. Go ahead. I don't think I am, but I, okay. I bet you are. One of my favorite things uh, in comics is when they show superheroes just as normal people, right? They got they they've got lives to live, they've got bills to pay, jobs to go to, uh, and by extension, uh, you know, they've got to do the same stuff we have to do every morning. We have to wake up, we got to take a crap, brush our teeth, what have you. What is with you and all this crapping? Jesus, crap, crap, <laughs> the crap, uh, and they have to shave. You're taking Even mine. Superman You're taking has to mine. Shave. This is exactly what I was going to say. This is exactly You are a liar. You not. didn't have an answer. The heat ray off the mirror. No, the heat ray off the mirror onto the to shave. Yes, that uh, is what I was going to say. Not just the mirror. <laughs> it, 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 they used to say I, I, I in some stories they've said it's just like a pocket mirror, but how does a pocket mirror withstand heat vision? It reflects it. <laughs> no, Come on, man. It would <laughs> melt no. it. It would melt it. Yeah, cuz he's not like shooting lasers, he's shooting heat. But uh, John Byrne came up with the I think it was John Byrne came up with the idea that he has to uh, he uses a piece off of his rocket. The rocket mm. that carried him. To oh, Earth. that's right. He took a small took a small piece out of it, buffed it up really shiny. And then he uses it to reflect his heat vision back onto his own. That's beard. right. I forgot about that. I was so hoping in uh, Man of Steel, right? Right when he comes out and it's long nights and warm, warm days, <laughs> and he's got he's got the beard, right? Yeah, he's, I was like, they're gonna show him. They're gonna show like, him shave himself, <laughs> and they didn't. And I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, because Superman can't take a normal. Like he can't go grab a Norelco, you know, and like, brr, no way. I'm sorry, but that hair is super tough, right? Yeah, how do you do it? You I can't. See he how can't he cut his it. hair with normal scissors. No way. Can Superman cut I his agree. hair with normal scissors? No. I, I don't think it. so, right? I doubt it. He's got super hair, right? Who almost, does it for him? Almost every, he needs almost every to do it. Superman origin story involves a scene where Ma Kent tries to cut his hair yeah. as a baby. Yeah. And, and the, the scissors. scissors break. Yes, you're right. Okay. Maybe it just doesn't grow. All right. Do you have one, Jared? Yeah, you totally. Yeah. Oh, it does grow he because he had a mullet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Stop. He had a mullet and a beard. Uh, yes, oh, I have right. one. He did have a mullet. Mine actually kind of goes back to our caller, James Randall. Okay. Uh, mine is Wolverine smoking cigars and drinking beer. 
he uses his healing factor Fair to enough. drink like an idiot and smoke like an idiot <laughs> yeah. with immunity. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Like, like I love it. They I'll like, just drink, 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 drink. Yeah. Like, he has to drink so much to get drunk, like in the... Yeah, like him and Thor Yeah, like in could the, see, go toe-to-toe drinking. <laughs> that, like, Frank Miller one uh, limited series, you know? Like, and he was, like, super, super drunk uh, with uh, Eureka. Right. Like, man, how much did he have to drink to get that way? <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. No, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah. His mutant drinking with his mutant healing yeah, power. Yeah, that's what I, lo- I love. That's it. a super fun one. Okay, I'm going to go to my second one, because uh, the Superman one seriously was my first. But the second one comes from Rising Stars. There was a character, and I cannot think of the character's name, but she worked for the Mossad, and she was an assassin. And oh. she could move, like, just a few molecules at a time with her mind. She, she had, had the, telekinesis. Yeah, but it was really, but on a very small scale. really focused telekinesis. So that she could cause, like, an embolism in your brain and Oof. kill you, just being near you. But, but she couldn't, like, stop a car or mm. something like that. So as everybody starts to die in the book, people get more and more powerful because there's, well, like, this well of power, sort of like Highlander, that they all draw from, and as one person dies, everybody powers up a little more, mm. right? And so towards the end, she's getting really, really powerful. And she doesn't, she realizes that she doesn't want to be around for the end of this because it's not going to go to a good place. And she wants to do something good rather than all this horror that's happening between like the main characters that are just fighting amongst each other. And so she basically creates peace in the Middle East <laughs> by raising the water table below like Israel and Palestine and creating this full on fertile crescent, like just shaking the sand a little bit. So it sinks Mm. and bringing the earth up. And she like (laughs) said there, now we all have land we can farm on. Everything is fine. You know, and she dies afterwards. It was so cool. She created peace in the middle East. Mm. Like now we all got a great place to live. It's not a desert anymore. There you go. It was so cool. Jesse Kiefer just posted in the chat. Um, it's this is sort of like the inverse of uh, of powers being useful for mundane uh, things. Uh, he is calling back to Peter David's first issue of X Factor way back in nineteen ninety shit ninety one. Okay. Uh, Jamie Madrox brings a trick jar of mayonnaise, and everyone tries to open it, and they can't. So like strong guy tries to open it with his muscles. Polaris tries to open it. With her magnetism, Havoc's about to blast it, but it's like a trick. It's like a joke jar. Right. And that I would like, I remember that moment vividly. Larry Stroman drew it. I think I remember that. I this. think that's really hilarious. I think I do remember this. It's like the pickle gambit. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Do we, have a, do we have a new question of the week to get out of here with to give them all over for two weeks? Yeah, dude, I got it. All right, uh, let's hit let it. Let me call it up let's hit on, it. My, on my magical phone. Thank you, everybody that called in. You can always call us at 402-819-4894. That phone line is always open, 24 hours a day. We are not answering it, but there is a voicemail, and you can leave a voicemail there. We'll play it on the show. You can also send us an MP3, twoheadednerd at gmail.com, right? Talk about whatever yep. you want. Whatever you want. I want to hear from people that went and saw Mission Impossible this weekend. I am super pumped to go. I I'm love going the tonight. Mission Impossible I can't movies. wait. Yeah, I'm going to try and go tomorrow. I can't wait. It looks awesome. In the meantime, uh, Joe Patrick. Oh, and don't forget, MetalSharkBro.com. MetalSharkBro.com. Go check it out. Get throw money at their Kickstarter. Looks amazing. By for, the time you hear this, you will have about 10 days. For fans of metal, for fans of Satan, for fans of sharks, 
and for fans of Shark violence. Week. All four things in oh, my top five favorite things. Also, Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're bad All guys. All right. The new question of the week comes from Phil Lee. What up, nerds? It is hot ass balls. Yeah, it is. I'm at the pool, and I'm wondering, what's your favorite aquatic intellectual property? Aquaman? Stargate Atlantis? Sea Lab? Echo the Dolphin? <laughs> okay. All right. Sea Man from the Sega Dreamcast? All that right. shit? All right. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, so oh, a, a summer-themed aquatic question. Okay. Okay. Favorite underwater or aquatic property? Cool. So it can be under yeah, or above water. You know, movies, right? books, comics, whatever. Yeah, like maybe you're heavy into Thunder Bay with Hulk Hogan and the <laughs> and the Night Rider boat. You know. <laughs> oh yes. All Thunder right. in Paradise. Thunder. Wasn't it Thunder? Was it Thunder in Paradise or was it Thunder? Bay? Thunder in Paradise. Okay, yes. the bay was called Thunder Bay. That's right. Okay. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. No, I think the guy's name was Thunder. No, his name wasn't Thunder. Hold on. His name Fact check. So stupid. Uh, John Literal just chimed in. He just donated money to Metal Shark Bro. Nice. John Literal just gave $1,000 to Metal Shark Bro. It's funded. I can't believe that guy. (laughs) All right. We got to get out of here. We're going to go on vacation together. Joe and I are taking our relationship to the next level. We're leaving our wives at home, and we are going to go out and do some macho man stuff, learn to trust each other, you know, like get naked and hug trees and fall backwards and catch each other. Stuff like that. So we'll be back in two weeks. We will uh, so we'll miss next Wednesday and Saturday. We've come back the following Wednesday, so we will reappear the following Saturday, which I believe is the 10th. August 11th. The 11th. Uh, um, it might be it's the 10th, but yeah. No, it's the 11th. You're right, because, yes, it is the 11th. We will be back August 11th, cover to cover. want to hear from you guys in the meantime. Thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for watching this ridiculous show. Thanks for being you, nerds. Uh, one last tidbit before we go. Thunder in Paradise follows the adventures of two ex-Navy SEALs, Randolph J. Hurricane Spencer, <laughs> and Randolph, nope, uh, and Martin Brew Brewbaker. I wish they were uh, both named Randolph. Yeah, <laughs> Randolph, Randolph and Randolph. Randolph. <laughs> and Randy, Randolph, Randolph. Uh, Hurricane Spencer was played by none other than Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Before he was a racist. <laughs> back uh, in the day. He was probably oh, a racist yeah, back then. We just didn't know it. Always mm-hmm. a racist. I like to think he just dabbled in racism, <laughs> you know, later <laughs> on. <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. Guys, thanks so much. I had a really good time. Do you want to do a quick what, we were, what are we reading? Sure. What are you reading this weekend? Okay, I, I started that Captain Britain. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm five issues in. Captain Britain, MI6. Yeah. MI13. MI13. MI6 is the real I, one. Sorry. I really I really like it. I love that. Uh, I love the um, opening salvo of the scrolls trying to take uh, uh, Britain uh, Britain's magic. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. And then I just, of course, I'm I'm all in when there's, when you mention Excalibur and Merlin, I'm all in. Um I do want to request this from the stately Lord Fungus. Could okay. you please give me a list of curse words to use whenever they use um, Grolix? Grolix. Grolix. All right, it's because called. it's all the they're all British characters. Yeah, I would appreciate it through Twitter or call in with them. Yeah. so that we can all share them. Yeah, whatever. So we can share weird British curse words. Joe but, Patrick, yeah. what are you reading? Well, I've been doing a little bit of catching up on X Men books. Um, I don't know why, and I don't 
yeah. know that I'm enjoying yeah. myself. Really? But, nice. um, yeah, like I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to read X-Men gold since the wedding issue. It's not good. No, um, no, however, big gold I, did, turd. I did, uh, I did, uh, finish Rogue and Gambit, which I really liked and, uh, new mutants, dead souls. That miniseries is really good. Really? Yes. No shit. Hmm. Yep, it's great. Okay. Right. I really enjoy it. Um, um but uh this is not comic related. Uh but ever since last week and the Shazam trailer, I have been binge watching Chuck on Amazon Prime. Oh my oh, gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that show is so good. I forgot how much fun that show was. All right, all right, all right. Uh this weekend I am still catching up. I'm almost done and caught up on that new Black Bolt series at Marvel. It is so damn good. Hmm. It is so damn good. And I've decided I'm going to catch up on Monstrous as well because I want to see why it won all the awards that it won. Hmm. Other than, I, like, I love the artist. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a gorgeous-looking book. Yeah, but I want to catch up and I want to see what the hype is about. So I'm probably going to start reading that. What are you taking on your uh, uh, extended vacations or whatever? I haven't decided. I don't know yet because, like, I'm definitely going to bring, like, a laptop with me so I'll have access to just about anything I want. I want it, Typically, when I go on vacation, I try and read graphic novels. You know what I mean? I don't try yeah, to catch up on sure. runs. I try and go, okay, this is a graphic novel that I just never read or I missed. I might catch up on that uh, Judge Dredd complete case files. I got one and two, mm. and I ripped through one. It was so great. It was so great. And now two introduces a bunch of the, the Judge Dredd writers that I know, like uh, Garth Ennis is, gonna, is in this one. Uh, Carlos Esguera's art is all over this one. I believe there is a little bit of Alan Moore stuff in there. Like, it's all these names you recognize. So mm. I'm, I'm going to dig into that. I officially love Judge Dredd. Right on. And 2000 AD. I officially love it. It's great. <laughs> and I'm super pumped well, for this Netflix show that's coming. <laughs> Thanks for making it official. There you go. It's official. Guys, thank you so much. We had a great time. We got to get the hell out of here. We've got real lives and real Saturday morning cartoons to watch. It's not even Saturday morning anymore. So for now. It's lunchtime. This is the Two-Headed Nerd going on vacation, signing off for two weeks. We'll be back. Goodbye. See you never.